I come on your show and and <laughs> you jump right into David Allen Coe. That that that's what I that's what you think of me. I'm curious. Do you think that I am racist? They call me Doctor Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of green grease in my hand. Then we tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best. They call me the greedy man. Got many clients come from miles What's around, up, everybody? running down my Hello. prescription. Welcome to the Bow Boys Podcast. I got medicine. I'm your host, Jody B. And I have a very, very special episode today. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, we had Doug from the Who's Right podcast, and um, apparently he didn't have that great of a recording session this week, and they scrapped their whole episode. So I kind of give him shit about it, and, uh, you know, saying, I think we did better. So this week we did better than the Who's Right podcast and uh that's wonderful (laughs) oh shit how's everybody doing i hope good hope you're happy and healthy really i don't give a fuck how you're doing i'm just i'm happy you're listening thank you we're going to get into some fun topics today and a lot of shout outs throughout uh, who are these podcasts? Blunt Mommy, Married as Fuck. You guys come up a lot in my crew. I dig it. And uh, I'm happy to know all you fuckers. You make this whole thing fun. What normally would probably suck at this point. Just It's very interesting to see all these new people. And yeah, man, it's cool. Anyway, I'm babbling on about some bullshit. I don't even fuck it. Let's, let's get into it. Uh, I pulled a little joke on Doug right in the beginning. So you already heard the beginning part. And uh, here comes part two. (laughs) Fuck you guys. Enjoy this shit. Back down the body. You know I'm the last of the best. I'm known as a green green man. Sell it. Coming in hot on a you Sunday go right morning. Right back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another rousing episode. And today we have actually um, one of the only recurring guests I've had, believe it or not. Most people don't ask to come back. So it actually surprised me and made me very happy. I got the opportunity to have back Doug from the Who's Right podcast. Good morning, Doug. How you doing? 
Good morning. I am more egotistical than most, I guess. <laughs> I think most people just get scared. Or it's it's weird because if it's a stranger, like in our situation, I, we didn't really know each other. Um, the first episode usually is awesome because we'll talk and we get to know each other and all this other bullshit. The return episode is fun because then, like today, I get to go through and actually put some stuff together and I can plan and I can set up jokes and and have a a thing to go with instead of just rambling so as you can see we're off to a great fucking start (laughs) so that i'm not familiar with that song that you played at the the second song that you played the second song Uh, what are you talking about that's it's the first song done get the fuck out of here (laughs) um are you familiar with that saturday night live skit i think it's along that same premise richard pryor chevy chase absolutely yeah 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 so uh the opening song Though it may have seemed a little controversial. That's Sly and the Family Stone. That song is actually uh, a song based around the idea that racism is a two-way street. And as you heard from the chorus line, uh, it's a simple premise of, you don't do that to me, and I shan't do that to you. And I, I like that song. Uh, I sing it sometimes when I'm standing in line places in my head, like at the grocery store or the DMV. I just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why it is? All right. Cracker. So why did you go to that song for me? Well, it's mainly because I've noticed, I think I said something to you uh, earlier this week. I know that how you like to fuck with Anthony. Um, and I felt that it would be a really fun thing to kind of just turn it around and put you in that, that fun situation where somebody else drops, drops, tries to nudge you over the edge, <laughs> makes it real fucking uncomfortable. And it was funny uh, to me. So that's what I did. <laughs> you, all right. <laughs> um, you, you listen to our show like regularly. Yeah. I, at least I have the last, I'd say at least 10 episodes I've been on since then. Yeah. You, do you think that we go down the, the road of racism too much? No. Um, in fact, I enjoy what you guys do. Now, I will say this. Sometimes somebody might misconstrue. Uh, perfect example. Uh, my best friend, black dude, right? I've known him almost 20 years. We get down. We talk about everything. He's been on the show a few times. When we're having casual conversation, we use that word. <laughs> now, we don't do that shit in public because I have a lot. I've got so much respect for him. I would never want to put him in a situation to be uncomfortable. But the fact of the matter is we laugh at that kind of shit, that, that kind of racism. We grew up together in a trailer park. We've lived through some pretty crazy shit. We sing those kind of songs jokingly to each other. It's funny, you know, and then we'll add shit like he added a, he created a second verse to the song that goes... Don't call me honky, monkey. <laughs> and we'll sing it to each other on the phone sometimes. Like, it's just, it's great, man. I, The reason that I appreciate what you guys do is, now it sucks because one of y'all isn't a person of color, which would probably uh, make it a little less of an opportunity to call what you do racist. But there are some incidences where, you know, it's, we're just, it's, we're not talking about color here, man. We're just talking. It just happens to be the, the the elephant in the room at the time, you know. It's it's interesting to me how sometimes you like to poke <laughs> at, at Anthony, knowing full well that he's not usually going to take the bait. 
but it is funny to to listen to the the setup and wait for the payoff and then have him shut you the fuck down. That's great. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while there's a there's a definitely a gold mine in there if you can you just got to nudge him the right way and then I think he'll say something that that he immediately wants to retract but <laughs> <laughs> well it, it was cool having him on um he did now i'm not gonna shit on anthony you know i had a good time talking to him but i noticed that you did kind of fuck with him a little about how the episode went you did a great impression of me by the way i love it <laughs> everybody does that they just say yeah. motherfucker a lot and danged old dang and a dang motherfucker <laughs> but um no um most of the time I'll ask, Hey, is there anything you want to talk about? Is there anything you want to get into? That's like a pre recording thing like anybody else. Well, he sent me that, that CD. And so like I made sure and listened to it and tried, basically he said he wanted to do like a review of that album because he hadn't got to do that before. And, you know, didn't know if it would ever become a thing for y'all show. He's like, man, if you don't mind, can, can we just talk about this? I go, yeah, sure. So the whole fucking show ended up being about that album that he sent me because that's just how I do. I'll listen to the whole thing, and that's all I want to talk about now. <laughs> I, I wish you would have asked me to send you something yeah. to, to review. I would have sent you, like, Ben Hurd book on tape or some shit and made you sit through that. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't. I would have cliff noted it, or maybe I think there's a Wikipedia something you can look up for books on tape. It's it's amazing how much you can cheat and not have to read shit these days, man. And then I, I would have never even brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, uh, first and foremost, welcome to the show, Doug. Um, I actually have some notes and some things to get into today, so that's going to be fun. But I'd like to start off with. How the fuck are you? It's been a few months since uh, we've spoken. Um, how, how are things? Uh, you haven't had any any down days or tried to hang yourself from a, the garage lately, have you? Is that all good? <clears throat> we, we keeping everything pointed north, buddy? Yeah, I am. I am for the most part uh, free of suicidal thoughts. Wonderful. <laughs> hey, sometimes they don't go away. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think once they're in there, they just they're kind of in there. <laughs> Makes me sound like some fucking emo guy or something. Like I'm just constantly walking around looking to off myself that's that's not the case yeah I'm, I'm over that part of my life okay well good i'm happy I'd like to keep you around man i find you very entertaining which is why i appreciate you coming to have a chat with me man i think we can get into some good stuff today i heard you recently on uh, carl's show that was fun getting in there uh, he finally followed me back fucker now i can send him direct messages and i can annoy him too that's fun I, I enjoy going on that show. It's it's, you know, he 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 runs it pretty tight. What I think what you hear is how it goes. It's, you know, it, I generally get a Skype call, and then thirty seconds later, you know, he said, "Okay, can you hear this? Can you hear this? All right, here we go." And then it's just off. Quick, yeah. <laughs> That's good. I try to be that. I mean, we dicked around for a few minutes this morning, but I mean, if it's somebody that that I know has a schedule, um, I'm usually very adamant about. Test one, two, be in five minutes. You know, not even sometimes trying to get it going. It's tough. You got to get the ball rolling that just out of nowhere. I like to warm up a little bit. That's kind of, it helps learn your pausing. That's the biggest problem I think that most people have when you have people you don't know is you don't know how they talk. So you got to wait to find out when they're done talking. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm. Fuck it. I, I guess I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll if I'm if I'm taking your your show off course, then 
then just course correct me, I guess. But you sent me over a couple notes that you wanted to talk about. And one of the things that I was curious about was at the end, you wrote Randall fucking Fowler. Yes. I was wondering what, how that would fit into the conversation. Um, probably towards the end of the show, I would have given a shout out, but I can do it right now. Um, I think just this week I realized some interaction between you and my good friend, Randall Fowler from the married as fuck podcast. And I don't do a lot of shout outs, but I found out recently they really like it when you shout them out. So I figured I would. (laughs) Okay. So that, so that's what it's about then. Randall fucking Fowler. Yeah. He knows who it is. Dildo. So that, that tweet that, I think it was between me and Blunt Mommy, mm-hmm. and then he jumped in and said, thanks for the shout-out. She had said, like, I'm confused who you're talking about, him or me, and then Randall said, him, meaning me. Is right. that what you're talking about? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what's funny about that is is I said, you know, normally when I, I shout somebody out, it's I put them in my pin post, and then... It's usually because I'm talking shit, and you just made the board. Yeah. So I, I actually did that. We we put them on our our board for the week, and we ended up having a long conversation about married as fuck and blunt mommy. But it's the show that we're not going to release because it was such a bad show. But uh, <laughs> surely I, I not really, because of that, I, though, right? That's that's not the reason. No, no. no it, there there was a. Uh, some uncomfortable talk about Amanda from Blunt Mommy podcast, but oh yeah, <laughs> um, and it, it was uncomfortable because <laughs> Anthony's not a fan of indie any independent podcasts, right? Um, and I am a fan of any independent podcast with a hot ass host. Me too. <laughs> We've dude, she she came along and she had to produce. Have you, you didn't get to listen to any of her previous shows, did you? No. So, and it's funny because we hype it up like she's a goddamn unicorn. I mean, she's pretty awesome for a chick, you know. That's it's been a very fun time interacting with her. But basically, uh, they did a show, probably twenty episodes. I'm familiar with everything mm-hmm. about, and, and it just it went away. And now I think between Randall and myself, we've kind of goaded her into making sure that she brings her ass back on and starts talking. She's a gold mine, dude. The shit she's talking about thus far. Now she's gonna hone it a little bit, I'm sure, but I'm I know she's got to have some crazy stories because she's just a chick that likes to get down. <laughs> she's DTF, yeah. bro, and I like and, that. And that. That I think that's what makes a good show is anybody that's just willing to open up, yeah. just be themselves, you know, not worry about what how it comes across. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like you guys because for the most part, I don't think. You all seem to uh, have a moniker that just isn't really apologetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I've heard you guys have to. I think maybe you had to apologize to Juliet Miranda's butthole. Well, we we got a cease and desist from her butthole because I think we did a whole episode about it. But <laughs> you did, and it was signed with an asterisk, which it, it, it was fantastic. I love David. <laughs> You make I've been laugh. I've been doing everything I can to try to get him to to sign back up for our Patreon, and he won't he he won't do it just out of spite. That cocksucker. So let me let me ask because I think I had that in a note. Like I heard you t- talking recently about the whole Patreon thing, and I'm curious. Like you guys are doing a full show. Is it a full extra show you're doing for Patreon every week? Uh, I guess that depends on what you would consider a full show. It's anywhere between a half hour to an hour, but okay. So, and but does it cover any of the shit that you do? You normally do them after, or do you do them before when you record them? Uh, typically, it's after. Right. It depends. It just depends on how things go when we start recording. 
So have you had a, a whole lot of people show up yet, or has it been just kind of a handful and you're still shopping uh, around? If you don't yeah, mind me it's, asking. It's not, it's not going anywhere. Um, and I, I have to think that it it's just a true reflection of what people think of our show. I think Anthony hit the nail on the head is, is there seems to be a lot of people that like listening to our show for free. Mm-hmm. There ain't a whole lot of people that want to pay a dollar. <laughs> it's, it's one of the reasons why I haven't really fucked with Patreon, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know the trick to making people subscribe because I've listened to other shows now that will say, you know, Hey, become a Patreon and support us, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out this is an indie show that's been going half the time you have. And they're already making twenty, thirty bucks a month, and you're like, "What? <laughs> How did that happen?" And I, I, I have to think that that we fucked up a little bit at the beginning, because we we made it a point for when we first started our Patreon that we weren't going to add any content to it. We just wanted to have a Patreon, just to say that we had it. That that was it. Right. Um, and then we made just a, it was just a fucking joke. You know, every time the show went sideways or it started getting shitty, we'd say, make sure to subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> and, and fuck, we ended up, I think we had, at one time, it was like 32 bucks a month or something with, without adding any content. Yeah. And then uh, I got pissed off and I, I, it was like a uh, gimmick or whatever, but I went and contacted every individual patron, patron member and told them, uh, you know, cancel it. We're, I, I don't want you donating money to us because we're not giving you anything. And all but one did. And then it was like a week after that, me and Anthony talked, and it's like, you know what? We should actually just do a Patreon show. So then we had to start over, but but now we can't get anybody. <laughs> Shot yourself in the foot. Now they don't want to come back either. They're like, fuck off then. Uh, Dave was actually one of them that, that Dave bounced as, as, as everybody started bailing on our Patreon. Dave said, I don't want to be the last man standing, so I'm getting out. So he, he quit without being asked. Right. And then it was about two weeks later from that point where we started doing it again. He's like, well, you, I'm not giving you any money. I, I'm not, I refuse to give you any money for your show. <laughs> and, and he listens every week. <laughs> Listen, buddy, I don't pay for porno, so it would be inconsistent of me to, to give you money when I'm not willing to give money to people that are having sex on camera, sir. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy a fucking t-shirt when I get the money. That's kind of, you know, with uh, we're we're sponsor mates here with Shiloh and we have merch and I think that that's a really great thing that he's doing. Like I fi- I finally figured it out like how he could support himself and the idea is he has to get a bunch of different shows together. That's the only way he's going to make any kind of money. And I think that uh I think he's got a pretty good lineup now, man, you know. I'm not saying he needs to quit. I'm just saying uh I'm sure that between all these shows, he has to be selling at least one fucking shirt a week, you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to count his money or anything, but I, 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 I know that he, just this week, added three more shows. Right. Um, as people become more familiar with the concept of what it is that he's doing, I think that they're, you know, they're, they're testing the waters, seeing how other shows are doing it, and then, then they're getting a hold of them. I think I've gotten at three people into his squad. Just in since we started, and I don't know if they sold anything. I'm just that's a really neat setup that he has. So any of you motherfuckers out there that might want merchandise, if you're a stand-up comic, if you're a band, I don't fucking care. 
holler at the dude at We Have Merch because it's his prerogative to have a, a huge lineup of people because he can put your shit on anything at a on on demand instead of actually the old fashioned method where you had to order ten fucking shirts or whatever to have a run. You don't have to do that with this dude. He fucking handles everything and he ships it too. So dude <laughs> it's, it's yeah, really and, and it's no awesome. cost no cost nothing all it'll do you have to have a paypal so that he can send you money so if you hate money don't do that but <laughs> if, if you would like to get some kind of supplementary anything and have a store a place to be able to send people we have merch.com and holler at shiloh get your shit on it's great mm. so the so much for the patreon shit i, I I see people fucking with it, and I just—I think I'm gonna stick with just having the merch. I like that. It makes me feel a little better knowing that there's actually somebody out promoting my shit. And that may sound kind of shitty, but to know that somebody's wearing that somewhere, unless they just stay in their house all the time, there's somebody's gonna see that and go, "What the fuck is that?" Maybe and look it up. Whereas Patreon, you don't have to tell anybody that you're listening to it. So it's—I think that merchandise is a better way to kind of spread the word. Uh, I, th- I think it's two two totally different things. I understand what you're saying. I I really well, I, I was going to say something that I guess would have been deceiving. Uh, I was going to say I, I really enjoy the fact that people are wearing a shirt with my face on it. But I, I know, you know, because we have that cartoon logo, whatever. Yeah. Um, but in reality, I believe that that the majority of our merchandise is other podcasts that's supporting our show with no no real intention of wearing the shirt. Uh, I know I know again, Dave the producer posted a video of him using our shirt as a chamois to dry his car. so I think that's my <laughs> fucking Dave. That's so good. You know, he gave me some ammo for today, Doug. He thought it was gonna be a bad thing. Did you see in my notes? Huh? I just I seen something about a nipple and thanks Dave, but uh-huh. or something. Hey Doug, David told me you have three nipples. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I I guess I didn't know that it was a secret. I I didn't know that. Well, it's it's there. It's weird though. The way that it, that they're on my body is the third nipple is about seven inches long and fits nicely in his ass cheeks. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> It's funny the third one's actually my cock. <laughs> no, uh it it I don't know why. I was just tell I told him about the joke that I was gonna play at the beginning. He goes, I love that shit. Do that. And I go, I will. And he said, Hey, also, you should ask him about his third nipple. And I go, David, I'm going to. Thank you for that. Because the funny thing is, is I got one too, Doug. We're like, we're in a club together. Yay. <laughs> God, I wish I knew what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> what? <laughs> the three the three nipple club. Apparently there's a lot of people in that. And there's actually celebrities that have more. <laughs> there's some celebrities that have four or five nipples, Doug. Like a goddamn so, cocker spaniel. So I I think that maybe unintentionally, I think Dave might have gotten one over on you. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you, I, I would be don't. proud if I had a third nipple. Oh well that's fine. I do. <laughs> it made me happy uh, it's weird I've met a few people that have it so I don't think it's as fucking as you're not as special as you think you are but uh, you should look that up sometimes celebrities with multiple nipples um, I believe some of them are actually like really pretty white dude singers <laughs> like 
I don't know, uh, Jordan Knight. Maybe he has like five nipples. It's crazy. Does that mean like you ate your twin in the womb or something? I don't know. I really don't. And it's the strangest thing, man, because it's like it's right right under my titty meat. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a little bit of peck up top because of the work that I do. I kind of I'm picking up tires all day, so I kind of do have a little bit of muscle. I can do like a half of a Terry Crews titty flick. But uh, right, I don't know, probably about two inches under my left titty meat. I just got this little, it looks like a, a mole almost. But if you look at it, it grows hair. Isn't that weird? <laughs> so, all right. You're married. Yeah. How, uh, how did you meet your wife? Uh, while on a date with my previous ex-girlfriend of four years. <laughs> okay. So was, the first time you met her was face-to-face. So uh, she. Yeah. <laughs> at a, a Benihana. At a Benihana the first time. Yeah. So I was picturing it like, for some reason, it was, all right, so talking to her on the phone for the first time, you never actually met her face-to-face, and it's like, all right, listen, I got a couple things I got to tell you. Yeah. I got shot in the fucking face, so uh, part of that's missing. I've got a hairy nipple, uh, a third one, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, that's something else that you're going to have to get used to. Fair. <laughs> actually, I'm short of finger. So yeah, there's I, nine of those. <laughs> I think I think I think that happened at the same time as your your face, right? It did, but the I like to rely more heavily on the finger jokes because that that seems to be I can actually show that to you, like put it in your face and be like, "Oh, I got four fucking fingers, dick," you know, and uh, <laughs> it works a lot better than my face. Nobody ever wants to make jokes about my face. I've I've got one that has landed maybe one time in. I don't know, 15 years now since since the accident. It's when somebody walks up to me and goes, hey, you look like somebody I know. And I go, yeah? <laughs> uh, that's weird. I have very distinguishable facial features. <laughs> and they just, they look at me. Uh, like, yeah. And it, it has never, it makes me laugh hard as shit. Because it's like, do, do I really look like somebody you know? Does somebody else have like a six inch piece of like, leg skin on their face and a slight bulge that you can see from across a room like come on man <laughs> so that, that that's on your right side right it is yeah everything's on my right side bone grafts, yeah, so leg if grafts, somebody everything. if somebody looks at you just coming up from the left side i mean you i mean you could look like the before and after i guess i don't fuck i don't know <laughs> my wife said that to me yesterday she goes man i wonder what the other side of your face would look like i go yeah me too sometimes She's like, couldn't you just like take like a selfie and then cut it in half and then mirror it? And then I go, I guess I don't fucking know how to do any of that. And she's like, oh, I just hey, wonder what it would look like. I go, yeah. send, send me a, a straight on face shot of you and I can do it. Oh, cool. You're going to make my wife's day. She's going to have something to flick bean to later. Be like, ah, oh. so what do you actually like So what sides? I can do? What I can do is I'll send you back two pictures, one with both sides of your face normal and the other one make it look like you got shot both sides with double gunshots yeah oh bro your face is toe up <laughs> god damn i don't know man it's i'll it's, probably throw the freddy krueger hat on you as well <laughs> that'll work i don't know like i think really most people probably think that i've had cancer i, I really think that's what most people think like that Oh, you don't always die from tobacco like those fucking commercials. I think I look like one of those dudes with like half a chin from dipping. And uh that's what most people think. It's it's strange. Uh 
It's really cool to say I got shot, though. That that one usually will set them back a step. I've had some people ask me obnoxiously, what happened to your fucking face? I got shot. Oh, okay. That sucks, man. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe try wait, not wait, to be such a dick. Which is worse? Somebody that walks up and obnoxiously, and, and you say obnoxiously, but... I, I, if I seen you in real life and we had an interaction, I mean, it wouldn't be my first thing I say to you, but it, as soon as we have an interaction and I'm curious, right? I would, I would ask, so, so what happened to your face? Which is worse? Somebody that, that just asks what happened to your face or somebody that stares at it and won't acknowledge it. Uh, the, the latter. Yeah. I'd always rather talk about it because I've, I've done it hundreds of times now, man. You know what I mean? I've had to explain it. Kids are the worst and I don't mean that they're bad. It's just, that's the harder one. You know, because it's kind of some real shit. And with little kids, five, six, ten, you don't really want to go up and be like, I got shot in the face, dude, so don't play with guns, okay? <laughs> like, that's, it's a really weird thing. So I have ignored quite a few kids before that'll, they'll literally follow me uh, down a hallway. When I was a bug guy, right? These kids would follow me as I was walking to the house and they would go, what happened to your face? And they would kind of tap on the side of their thing. And I'd be like, oh, it's just a bu- an accident, buddy. And just keep walking, you know. But it um, it has its moments where it, it gets a little... Uh, what's the word? Just not as much fun. <laughs> like I said, in those moments where I'm ignoring children while I'm walking down a hallway trying to work. And, uh, yeah, that's about the only time it's ever been uncomfortable. So I, I've got to tell you, man, I, as I'm sitting here listening to you talk, I, I truly think that you are missing your calling. I think that you could, as comfortable as you are speaking, I think that you could make a living as a, as a speaker about gun safety. I've thought about it. Um, I know that when they do, you know, like Hunter's Ed and safety classes and shit like that, there's usually somebody that will come in and speak on behalf and all that. Now, the only other interesting part to that is because of some later transgressions in my my younger days, I also cannot own a firearm. So, I mean, I could go talk about gun safety, but I don't know how many of those organizations would be like, so you still hunt? And I'd be like, nah, why not? Uh, it's cool. <laughs> Just don't worry, man. It's it's. That's my business. <laughs> well, I, I think I think one has nothing to do with the other, and and. I don't know what your transgressions were when you were younger, but you could sure in the fuck just try to parlay one into the other that, that because of the, everything that the way your life changed after the accident, you went through depression and, and you pulled yourself out of it, but it was a long, hard road all because you guys didn't practice gun safety. Yeah. Blah, 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 whatever. You could do whatever you want, but I, I, I think that you could probably at least supplement your income. I, I know that, Fuck, there, there's plenty of people that, that tour the country doing speeches about uh, just like workplace safety and shit when they were the ones that fucked up and electric or shocked themselves or blew their arms off or whatever. It's a very good point, and I will definitely have to do um, some, some, some. I'll have to do some consideration because. I understand that it is something. It's just, I don't know, dude. Sometimes it gets a little weird just being on here, you know, talking to people I don't know. I don't always want to be like, so that's my thing, my gimmick. I got shot in the fucking head and I lived. It's kind of a big deal. And I don't mean to blow my own horn, but I've never met anybody else that's been shot in the face. 
you know? <clears throat> so what if, what if you don't look at it that it's about you? What if you look at it that you are trying to prevent somebody else from having the same experience? That's a good way to look at it because then I might actually consider doing it. <laughs> if it's just about me, I'm going to have a hard time with it because I don't, you know, I don't like, I like attention, but for the right reasons, not because, you know, the, the pity one, that's not one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, you, 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 if you were to form your speech around, look at me, I got shot in the face, uh, give me some money for coming to talk to your group, then yeah, you probably won't go very far. Right. On the, on the circuit, but if you were to formulate it around... I'm really concerned about your longevity well, and not dying, so please practice. Like the I, uh, drunk driver moms. Is that what's kind of like... Well, travel so and say, oh, I, I, I assume you probably have a lot of pictures uh, just from the, from the... before the accident up to now. Not not even necessarily pictures focused on your face or or the damage that was done, but just pictures in general that that kind of. Uh, so, if you were to put the the presentation together and start formulating your speech about how that in that one moment your life was altered forever, not just physically, just the path that you you ended up going down. Right. Because because I have to assume that. Good or bad, I mean, I mean, it sounds like you've got a pretty good life and and a loving wife and and a kid, right? Yeah. Um, th- this whatever you're living right today, it wouldn't be the same. No, 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 not at all. Um, and I've said that before. There was a lot of uh, drama that happened after that with my family and my mom and stuff like that. So it did definitely change the course for a long time. So no, I. I totally understand. I get that. I'm going to have to look into it, man. Maybe start putting it together. Second question. Can I be your manager? Because I won't. I don't Absolutely. mind making money off your face. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would love to supplement any person. The less work I have to do, the better, Doug. Because I'm not lazy. I just don't have a lot of time. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I will pimp you out so fucking hard. Oh, I'll have bro. you speaking at any goddamn engagement that I can get. I'm not fucking scared, Doug. You can do that shit now. You get me a plane ticket and don't make it cost anything. I'll fly any goddamn where you want to talk about how to not get shot in the head. <laughs> All right. It's a partnership. Sweet. Man, speaking of uh, awkward business proposals, I heard on your show this week you guys were talking about that sex doll brothel thing. And uh, I know you were giving Anthony a hard time about it because he was like, oh, I wouldn't. I don't want to fuck it. It's gross. But uh, the dodgeball line was funny. It actually made me think of Castaway. Anthony basically Wilson. Yes, Anthony basically <laughs> said that he would what fuck a dodgeball as long as it had eyes, poke a hole in the yeah. side of it, or something. As long as it had googly eyes, I think is what he said. Right, and I just made me go right to Castaway. It was like Wilson, Wilson, <laughs> just blowing a load inside of a dodgeball. Awesome. Uh, so sex doll brothels. Let's talk about that. I uh, I fancy myself a bit of a pervert. I would like to think in my life there's been a few times when it's been like, should you put your cock in that? And you're like, <laughs> it's questionable. But uh, I've usually just, just kind of gone for it. So it's funny the people that I hear talk about, you know, oh, that's gross. That's fucking, you're such a lonely motherfucker. You got to go. Okay, I get all that. But let's break it down to what it is. I can give you money, and then I get to go fuck that thing, whatever it is, this inanimate object. Which, by the way, 
Um, they they look very lifelike now. Isn't that weird? I sent you a video the other day of one that I, I found just kind of looking around, and uh, it's it's very odd how realistic they look. It's <clears throat> so that video you sent me. I just I just watched it today. Yeah. Um, I I stand by what I said. That that's fucking creepy. It's creepy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it would be a high point in my life. Or it would be something that I would tell to my friends or family. But what I'm telling you, Doug, is if you left me alone in a room with that thing for <laughs> I'm fucking it. <laughs> 20 minutes, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to be strong for about five. And then I'm going to start pacing and chewing my fucking thumbnails. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm already here. And fucking whatever, dude. And I, I'm going to end up fucking the, the doll. That's whatever. It is what it is. I figured out not too long ago. I'm not... I'm not addicted to having sex like I used to think. I'm addicted to busted loads, man. And I have been since I was a little kid. And sometimes, um, yeah, I know my, my fucking standards get so low you have to step over them. Like, it's it's not good. So, uh, you really... I, yeah, would, I'm curious about that. I, I As I watch that video, and he's sitting there just poking and prodding that's at, it. at that sex doll. It's a weird video because he doesn't actually fuck it. It's just this life-size doll. The hair is terrible. Um, I hope the hair is better on the ones that they have at this sex brothel doll place. But yeah, he's. it's all silicone, so I can imagine it's a little bit squishy, you know. And he's just grabbing the, the butt cheek and wiggling it and lets it go and it keeps jiggling and then he smacks the titties around a couple times jams his finger up the rubber butthole right up the rubber butthole <laughs> like it wasn't even he was just he poked the taint and then he just went like three knuckles deep into the doll's asshole and I was like alright I mean I understand that you would be okay with banging that but I am a little grossed out by the fact that it's like hey Here's a shop that you can come fuck one of four sex dolls that we have. And a lot of other people have banged this thing. We actually recommend that you put a condom on. (laughs) And don't lick it. That's disgusting. (laughs) $80 an hour or $60, whatever. That's fine. And there was something about you can get two of them for $150, I guess. Yeah. Two two sex. (laughs) Like, all right. I, I can think of one plausible fun sex move and that's what i like to call the traffic light it's when you stack them on top of each other or the elevator you also you just go from one to the other you go one stroke one stroke up down that's that's all you could get accomplished with that all right so i i want to go backwards because i'm i'm stuck on on this if all right so if if you're over at my house and i have one of them them dolls in a room it's new uh-huh. and i've got it posed on a bed yeah and i just say hey the room is yours for an hour uh-huh. go in there there's a there's a playstation there's netflix and there's a rubber fuck doll yes you're telling me that you're gonna come out and say yeah i, I tagged it <laughs> i'm gonna say hey i banged your fuck doll and then i played some madden <laughs> for like 10 minutes and i'm gonna high five you <laughs> and say so you might want to wash that fucking thing out. Uh. <laughs> now, 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 go through the. So I was gonna say I don't know how somebody could get hard for that. Yeah, but I, I, I guess I've got to. I'm not gonna try to pretend that that uh, you have to be attracted to what you're putting your dick into. Yes, 
But now let's say that I tell you that I have a PS4, Netflix, and a rubber fuck doll that is still in the crate. So you've got to unwrap it and manhandle this thing to get it on the bed. Does that change it? Hmm. I don't know, man. You, I, you know that thing's got to weigh 100, 150 pounds. Right. Now, if we were talking about like one of these, the 1970 blow up, like held at gunpoint face sex dolls. Uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> probably not. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the just like the one that, that of the video you sent. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd have to check it out, man. Ah, fuck. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> Listen, you obviously don't know who you're talking to. Uh, on a previous episode with Randall fucking Fowler, we spoke about a time when I actually banged somebody else's pocket pussy that I found in a bathroom. Like, it was the chick I was dating's nephews or some shit like that. <laughs> like, they left me alone at their house. And I went to take a piss, and I looked through the drawers, and I saw this pocket pussy they had bought him as a novelty for a birthday or some shit, like maybe his 18th birthday, 21st birthday, whatever. And it was in one of the drawers, and I was like, oh. And I did exactly what I said, Doug. I fucking I realized it was there, and I shut the drawer, and I went back into the fucking kitchen, and I was sitting there watching TV or whatever the fuck I was doing. I was there by myself, and I was just like, they left me alone too long. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah. well, now I got to fuck it. Uh, how, you know? how old were you? Uh, 20, <laughs> 21, maybe? 22, somewhere around there. Huh. So I, I can understand that stuff when you're going through puberty and shit, because when you're, at least in my experience, when you're a, a kid and you're starting to get your dick starts getting hard all the time and all that shit. I mean, you will put your dick in anything. I think Andrew Dice Clay wasn't it him that had that whole routine about we're having ham tonight. Well, yeah, well, I had it last night. Yeah, well, I fucked it. <laughs> um, maybe I don't know if I've heard that. I, I've I'm convinced now that people will fuck just about anything. And I sent you a news article, Doug, and I would like to play a game now called What Would You Do. We're going to see just kind of how crazy this story is. So imagine for a moment, Doug, you're a young, blonde, beautiful woman driving down the highway in, <laughs> in the state of Washington, okay? You're just driving, having a good fucking day, listening to Bruno Mars. Maybe you're smoking, flicking your shit out the window. And in front of you, you see somebody else hits a beaver. Like a beaver's on the side of the road, tries to cross... The car tags it, pop-pomp. And you see this, this animal who's obviously been injured stumble into the, uh, the ditch. And you notice that it's not dead. It's just maybe had its back legs ran over. And you're like, oh, damn. Poor beaver. So you stop. You're a humanitarian person. You want to take care of the beaver. You stop. You wrap a towel around it to, consu- you know, to, to give it some comfort. And then you go to your house up the road to retrieve either a box or a bag to put the beaver in because it's basically gonna die. And on arrival, to assist with the injured beaver who's possibly dead or dying, you find a homeless guy fucking it. I've fucked some crazy things in my life. Uh... I think I draw the line somewhere around half roadkill beaver. Um, <clears throat> I, it sounds dangerous, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, I don't know if I would fuck a dead beaver. Maybe if you paid me enough, 
but I'm definitely not going to fuck a live beaver because that's a wild animal with teeth and claws and uh, you're liable to get very much injured trying to make sex to uh, a living beaver. But okay, so, so are you asking me if I would fuck a half dead beaver? What no, you no, said no, we were no. playing a game. We're playing. So the game now is: what do you do? You're a young woman. You've you've witnessed this accident. You come back, and upon arrival, you see a homeless guy fucking this beaver that you're trying to save. What do you do? Like mm. what? I think I would just leave. I, to be honest with you, like I don't, I don't really want to call nine one one. I don't really want to get out and have a chat with this fucking guy. I think in that moment you're just supposed to take the L and just pull, just go, leave. But this lady called the cops, nine one one, I guess. Which I really wish I could hear that fucking tape <laughs> because it's drip, <laughs> dripping with irony. This is some guy fucking a beaver. Ah! Did, you, <laughs> did you see that she had also posted on Facebook? Or maybe it's Twitter, I guess. No, it's Facebook. Uh, somebody had asked her, because she had apparently posted beforehand about going back to save the beaver, and somebody asked if the beaver was alive. And she, her reply is, he's deceased. I caught a homeless man having sex with the beaver. I'm, I'm traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I'll be honest with you. If, <sighs> if it was me, if I don't... I don't if it was me right now and I that exact same thing happened, I decided I was going to go back and try to save the beaver's life. And I, I go up and somebody's fucking it. I'm recording it. That, <laughs> right. Would you not at least take your phone out? So shame on her. She denied the world that, that beautiful experience. <laughs> I, I can remember a picture that somebody sent me a long, long time ago. And it's God, it's always struck me as being fucking hilarious. It's a picture of a guy fucking a Labrador retriever. Okay. And then over the top of it, it says, if you need me, I'll be in my lab. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's kind of dark, Doug. You think? It's it's a beautiful, (laughs) it's beautifully written. Uh, You know, it's it's strange, like having gone through all the shit that I've been through and and the the isolation that I've been through. I'm kind of surprised I haven't fucked a few more animals. Wait uh, a minute, you said a few more. It's a good joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. I think that, like when I hear people literally like fucking goats and stuff like that or whatever, that's always a joke. But I'm like, somebody really did that. Like that's. The funny part is that somebody really fucked that goat or fucked that cow or dog or fish or whatever you fucking that's not a person. Uh, I always am, am, am amused with the dynamics. Like, because you can assess that situation. Like, this guy's going to fuck this cow or this horse or whatever. It's like, okay. Horses are like nine feet in the fucking air. Uh, it, you're you're not that big, so sure you let me know how that's gonna go. <laughs> what what's the worst thing that you have put your the oddest thing that you have put your dick in? Ooh, uh, other than the uh, pocket pussy that wasn't yours. Yeah, that one's pretty high, man. That one's pretty high. I don't know. When I was a kid, I fucked the couch a couple times. Had a leather Who didn't? couch. Yeah, well, people that probably didn't have leather couches. I don't think you want to fuck. Uh, uh, 
you wouldn't fuck a cloth couch. You get some burns on the side of your shit. I did uh, when I was a kid. I whacked off at Disney World with Listerine toothpaste. <laughs> what? That, that yeah. left a burn afterwards, right? Uh, for a day or so. Yeah, it was real bad. But minty, like it was hot. But also when the wind blew across my shit, like it was real cold. It was a, it was a problem. <laughs> So I, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. Which yeah, she what's the weirdest but, thing you ever put your dick in, Doug? <laughs> yeah, so the, as soon as I asked the question, I thought, fuck, if he asked me, I'm going to have to tell this story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's your uh, turn. Just, just for the sake of the story, we're going to pretend that I was 12. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was 43 years old. <laughs> so I, I can remember, you know you, you know how it was when, when you're a kid and – so I was old enough to be left alone, I guess. So I probably wasn't 12. I was older than that. Right. But when everybody's going to leave to go go shopping or go to somebody's house and they leave you alone for in the house, you know, as soon as you see the car leave the driveway, your fucking pants are off. It's on, yeah. <laughs> and I used to do the same thing. I'd get down on, on my knees and then bang the shit out of the couch. <laughs> right. So I discovered that if I would go in and grab two pieces of bologna, and throw them in the microwave for like 12 seconds. Then you could slide your dick, and it was greasy enough. that Oh, it's beautiful. That's some varsity shit, Doug. (laughs) Until it gets to the point where you're doing it so often, your living room smells like nasty bologna. Smells like (laughs) pudusty. Try to to explain that one. Your parents probably really thought you were fucking in there. They were like, look at him. He's actually smashing out. He's a fucking stud. Actually. If only they knew how depressing my life was at that point, that I was banging bologna smushed against the cushions. Yeah, I think it's all... Uh, the isolation is weird, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like being by yourself, left to your own devices. I mean, I was uh, I was abused as a kid too, so that's kind of the thing. Like I was exposed to sex, Doug. I probably started beating off when I was like nine, ten years old. That's kind of weird. Like back before you could even blow a load, you know what I'm saying? Like now, I can I can remember, I. So I, I fuck I I have to think that the majority of people were abused in one way or another. It's just how far did it go, or or That's, how I'm, often did it happen, is what changes. I'm finding that out now. Uh, a lot of things. I'm not as special as I thought I was. <laughs> you can watch Oprah. You know, and it turns out uh, apparently a lot of kids were left alone with the wrong fucking people, and that's not I, good. I, but I, I can remember the same thing. I was jerking off before anything would come out, and I can remember the first time I jerked off and something came out. Yeah, it was I'm weird, like, Holy right? Holy shit, this is a new thing. I like this. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I remember it very well because it was actually the first time that I banged this chick. Believe it or not, I was probably 12 or 13 at that point, right about the time shit starts flowing, right? I had been fucking beaten off for a while, and uh, my uncle, who was in prison... His wife was staying in a trailer out in our front yard. That's a lot to take in right off the bat, but I'm going to add some more shit to it. So, (laughs) okay. My uncle's, who's in prison's wife, and their daughter live outside in a trailer. So isn't that your aunt and cousin? I guess so. I don't know if they were married. You know what I'm saying? That's where the shit gets kind of weird. So let's call it aunt and cousin. Fine. They have friends that they've made going to the prison to meet their uh dude that's in prison it's another woman named paula and her daughter whitney so they're preparing to go and see the inmates the next day which is why they're here 
at our house in the middle of the goddamn woods. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I was probably, I was 12 or 13, so she would have been 12, 11, something like that. She was damaged, bro. Like, I remember uh, she came in, and we were, like, spooning, just kind of, you know, rubbing and shit. And uh, she let me finger, which was weird, because that was, like, the first time that had ever happened. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, at that point, I'm thinking I'm going to fucking beat off hard as shit when she leaves, <laughs> you know. And then, yeah, dude, like, we're fucking snuggled up. And she, she kind of turns back, and she goes, uh, hey, you know what would feel better? And I was like, what? And she's like, if you put your thing in there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And then, I don't know, dude, it got weird after that because she said some shit like, uh, I said, do you want to do, you know, this, like this way? What, which way are we going to go for here? And she basically said, well, sometimes my brother and I, uh, we do it like this way. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not okay. So but, this was not the person that we called your aunt and cousin. This was a friend of theirs? Yes. Yeah. who obviously had a, a father who was in prison or that might not even have been her father. I don't fucking know, but, uh, definitely damaged and we fucked and, uh, I guess just the one time, just the one time. But what, what happened was, is you know, when you're beating off and nothing comes out, you get that whole body kind of, uh, that fucking yeah. feeling. So I kept getting that feeling while she was like riding my shit. But, I kept feeling like it was going a little further. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, and so what ended up happening, I kept stopping her. Like right when I would get to that, oh, shit part, I'd be like, get off, I got to pee. <laughs> and I'd fucking run into my bathroom, and I'd stand there rock hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trying to figure out. And then you get like that one little teardrop of like kind of jizz. And you're like, oh, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'm going back in there. <laughs> and then you go in there, you do it again until you get the feeling again. So probably like two or three times in a row there, just smashing <laughs> so i think the, the way that i remember so my my first time with having actual ejaculate was nothing as extraordinary as that yeah but i do know that when i was in eighth grade health and we were talking about drug abuse one of the things that they said is that and i think there's a term for it i think it's called chasing the dragon or something but your first time doing heroin is an extraordinary experience and then Every time after that, you're chasing that same feeling. Absolutely. I think I think it's the same with coming for the first time, and I think that's your that first experience when something comes out. The first time you come is extraordinary. Yes. And then now there's a lot of good orgasms after that, but it's never it doesn't have that that <clears throat> that experience on your on your psyche. I guess I I I don't know the words, but. I think that's why guys jack off, you know, five, ten times a day is you're you're looking for that big orgasm. Absolutely. I, th I think that's how you end up with uh, shit getting shoved up your ass. You know, you're always just up in your game until you can find something that'll get you back to where you were the first time you nutted. I think so. I think that's exactly true. Um, it's definitely the deal with like porn. And there are people that will say like you don't, you're not addicted to porn. You don't fuck. It definitely will kind of sharpen your senses as to what you enjoy or like when you get past a certain point. Now you got to watch, you know, two chicks instead of one, or, or you know, there's there's different levels to it. And I think it's definitely perpetual. Like you get into it, you just keep going from there. It feels good, man. And that's I think my thing was is we were we were really poor. 
And even now, like I have a hard time. Somebody made a, a joke text last night that made me laugh. It was, I'm incapable of feeling joy. And the reality is, is I think I'm a little broken in that way too. Like, I don't know what real happiness feels like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I'm happy, obviously, with my wife and kid and everything. But I'm saying, like, the feeling of joy, like, to be so fucking happy about something. It's like, I don't really have that feeling ever. So, one way to make myself feel, like, that strong of a feeling is by busting a nut. And I figured that out really early. So, as a, as a kid, teenager, that might be the only good feeling you get all fucking day. So, you're almost like a junkie, dude. Like getting your little hits, like you said earlier, it's very similar. I think the way that your brain reacts to it, you get kind of the same endorphins and the same shit. It's just it doesn't last as long. So like, yeah, and it's also a as you learn when you get older, it's a good way to clear your mind. Absolutely. You, you know, there there's a lot of jokes and shit made about you know before you decide if you want to have sex with somebody, you should jerk off. But, I mean, it, it's a true statement because the, the, the feelings that you have immediately after you come are completely different than the feelings you have 10 minutes before or oh, yeah. the thoughts, I guess. Or you do it when you're sick. It's it's an attitude adjustment, man. <laughs> that's, that's the best thing I got for it. That's You fucking need to change your mood. Just go fucking beat your shit. And if you're like me, I'm a goddamn black belt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, give me less than five minutes. I'll fucking be done and out of there, and I'll go mow the grass or whatever the fuck I got to do. Like, sometimes you just got to do it. I don't know. It it takes all kinds of people, and I know that I fall somewhere in the... I probably uh, do it more than I should, but it also keeps me grounded and, and not choking people, so that's nice. Whatever. <laughs> don't tell me what to do with my dick. And it, it, it's not it's not always even sexual. It's just, okay, I'm going to do this now because I oh, can. It's like blowing your nose. Like, so that's somebody else's joke. But when I heard it, it made me laugh. He said it's become the blowing your nose of the you know 2015 or whatever. It's, it's that simple and that often. People are just like, yeah, that's where I jerk off. Now, I wouldn't – I don't usually get in that deep. You know, like I'm not going to give you the details or tell you how many times a day because that's really not important. It's not like more than twice ever. You know, I'm not. Those people amaze me, like the people that don't go outside. They just sit around and jerk their shit all day because I know you're out there. You might even be listening right now. Thank you for taking a moment to not beat your dick. (laughs) And I'm happy that I could help you uh, get some salve on your shit. (laughs) Actually, I... I would like to think that there's people jerking off to us talking about jerking off right now. You think so? I mean, I, I'm okay with it. Hey, can you hear me? Make it like ASMR. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> what's up, dude? Wait, yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, fucking weird. Uh, last thought. I got one more thought about it, and then we can. I'm sure you got other shit you want to talk about other than my fat ass jerking off. But it's funny going back thinking about junior high school when. You know everybody was doing it, but nobody would admit to it. Absolutely. It, it, if you talked about jerking off or even insinuated that you had had your hand on your penis for any reason, you were a fag. That, that's <laughs> that's all what you were. Every you were time. Gay. Right. And it's weird. Um, my buddy told me this joke when, when he was in high school that he said that fell flat is kind of the same thing you're talking about. 
he said there's only two kinds of liars in this world is dudes that say they don't beat off and dudes that say they're going to quit. And uh, that made me laugh <laughs> because at that point, I mean, I was right there in the pocket. So, But he said he said it to his guy friends and they were like, man, you gay. Why do you say that kind of shit? You know, and it's it just is what it is, man. We're monkeys. <laughs> we really are. And when you see them kinds that just run around and just fling jizz on people, uh, you understand that we're not too far from that. Most of us operate on that level. Now, I'm sure there's conservative people that maybe don't, and they only bang missionary style and look each other in the eyes. Uh, for, the, for the sake of procreation. Right. But I'm sure that for every one of those, there's ten of us that just, yeah, we like to jerk off, and we like to bang our chicks doggy style. And sometimes you put a finger in their butt, but I'm not choking them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, like, pissing on them or anything. Like, that's next-level shit. And I think there's a lot more of us than there are of either of those two sides of that coin. That's a three-sided <clears throat> coin. <laughs> so what what about that shit with uh, Amanda from Blunt Mommy pegging that dude? Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I think he wanted to get drilled in the ass once just to see what it was like. Uh, I guess he didn't enjoy it too much because I think she said that he, he doesn't want it anymore. <laughs> I think they went a little big. Uh, in my opinion, if if I got to a point where I wanted to let some good-looking chick drill me in the ass, I'm gonna go with the like the pinky size dildo. <laughs> like we're not going any bigger than that. Sorry. <laughs> so I I, be, I believe there's probably two schools of thought on it, right? That that he's a closeted homosexual, right? Or what what two people of the opposite sex do? There is. Like I, I, the way I look at it is, is whatever I, happens between me and my wife, there's no possible way it could be gay. Right. No matter no matter what it is, it, it, it gay gay to me is just being attracted to somebody of the same sex. You like it when your wife puts fingers in your butt, Doug? It's cool. You can say it. We're all fucking men here. The only word that you missed would be wood. Right. Uh, I it, it's weird. Like I said, it, I understand there might be some chicks out there that want to have like a dominant thing. Like they want to see what it's like to bang somebody because it's kind of cool. I gotta admit, like if you're fucking banging some chick from behind, doggy style, like that's fun. I'm just saying that as a man who doesn't enjoy things up my ass, uh, I'm I'm literally gonna get by with whatever will be satisfactory. Like give me the lowest common denominator i'm not gonna go for the seven inch tie-dye dick and ball special you know that's not gonna happen <laughs> i'm not trying to get my shit pushed in you feel me <laughs> so if if one of your boys or one of your friends whatever was to come to you and say hey listen here i don't know why he's telling you this but he says hey i i enjoy it when i enjoy getting pegged right do you look at him differently um I don't look at him differently. I had to decide a long time ago that people's things are their things. Uh, we're going to talk about it if we're a close enough friend. Because I'm like, I want you to be your your best you. You know what I'm saying? So if you enjoy getting drilled in the ass, then maybe you should just try to get drilled in the ass more often. And yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a saying that I there's something that I read on. I believe it was on Twitter, but it has been echoing inside my head. And it fits right here. What you eat doesn't make me shit. And, you know, that's the right way to live your life. If, if everybody lived like that, goddamn shit would be so much better. I like worry about yourself. 
I say that one a lot, and it makes me happy. Because it's it's really what it is. If I'm not bothering you, don't fucking worry about what I'm doing. And I won't worry but, about you. Hey, let's but, we're all just they, getting through. They, they did put it out there for people to talk about, so talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I got something funny I did want to talk about. I heard about this yesterday. And I would like to say, with the whole incident, well, go fund me. Uh, I know recently you had a page, and unfortunately it didn't kind of go the way you wanted to. And uh, I actually felt like a complete cocksucker because I believe you guys had made the decision or had your your dog had, had passed. And I was still sharing the goddamn GoFundMe link like two days later. It wasn't until I listened to the show where I guess you had mentioned that, you know, in fact it had happened. And I was like... Because <laughs> I'm here going like ham. I'm like Sarah McLaughlin, uh, ASPCA, <laughs> uh, fucking Tory Spelling, Tory Braxton, all you motherfuckers, <laughs> you know. And yeah, two days late, actually. So, I, you know, I, I actually took, I, I, I was okay with it. The, even with the way that the situation happened, you know, that, that GoFundMe page is something that I said I would never do. I would never do anything to go out and actively solicit donations from people uh, like crowdsourcing and all that shit. It, it's different if you're looking, in my opinion, it's different if you're... If you're building something. or Well, what, well, know. the Hello Life WTF. Right. That's a good one. That's a very good example. Like, that's yeah. something that you want. Now, I did find out uh, yesterday, was looking through this guy that I've met recently that we're just, you know, talking back and forth. Uh, his wife has breast cancer. And apparently... They're trying to raise some money. Uh, you can find it on my, you know, any, if you're hearing this, you can find it on the uh, my Twitter thing. But basically, he was asking for money to help with some expenses. I think it was like $5,000. Something not crazy, but not cheap either. And in five months, I think he'd only gotten $500. So that kind of sucks. Especially when you see some of these that will triple, quadruple, you know, the fucking... If it's a, a dog, usually, like a little baby puppy that needs a new leg, then you get it in front of the right people, you're going to get like $300,000 to get the dog a new leg. Um, and that's disheartening when you see people like this guy whose wife has breast cancer and can't get $5,000. I feel like there should be some way to make that, you know, some of these people that get Three hundred grand for a three thousand dollar surgery. I feel like there should be a way to reallocate and help out some of those little guys. Because I, if I had a lot of money, I know that's what I would do. It would make me feel so happy, Doug. These people that only need you know like twelve hundred bucks for a new roof on their house or something. You just boom. It's a donation, and you get to make somebody's fucking day. Yeah, I I, I disagree with you one hundred percent. No, no, I, I'm being. I'm not trying to be funny or an asshole, but just the thought of reallocating money that to people that that you think it's necessary for. You know, when when you donate on a GoFundMe, yeah, you know what their goal is and where they're at currently. And if you decide to still donate to them, you think that the cause is worthy, right? Um, to have somebody come in and say, "Well, you know what? I think that this person deserves your money that you didn't want to give them." Yeah. Fuck that. Maybe a draw, like a raffle. Like it's just all of them in a, in a pile and you just take 10 off the top that are low level. Only no. for the ones that are crazy absorbing an amount of money. Like I'm saying, when it's something when you need $3,000 and you end up getting like a hundred grand. 
Right. So, but <laughs> now more so, I think what should happen is that the people that that asked for three thousand and got a hundred grand just to not be complete fucking tool bags, they should turn around and there it's their go. money now. They should turn around and donate it to people that that were in the same sit that are in the same situation that they were in. Absolutely. Well, I read this story yesterday that kind of uh, made me feel funny inside. Uh, so apparently there's a story of this woman who was stranded, basically. Either she ran out of gas or she, something to that effect. Um, and she asked a homeless guy for money, or the homeless guy offered his last $20. I don't fucking know what the 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 actual circumstance was, but basically what happened is this homeless man gave this young lady uh, the last of his cash to help her get home that night. So she started a GoFundMe page. Help this guy out. You know, this is an act of kindness. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And basically, they ended up raising $400,000 for this homeless guy. Yeah. Right? And apparently they just went to court over it because, come to find out, the bitch went out and bought a new Mercedes Benz and a couple other things and basically was like, well, he's homeless, so I don't just want to give him four hundred thousand so dollars. Yeah, we'll I, re- figure- I read that article you sent me, and she said she's holding on to the money until he's off of drugs. Uh huh. And apparently, the, the court is not going to let that fly, and she will be actually uh, made to return what funds have been reallocated. So that's cool. There's a homeless dude that's going to get a bunch of money, but what a piece of shit, right? Like you fucking. You literally do something nice and are going to reap that that benefit of the soul, like you did your part to to help somebody, and then you see it blow up and you can't resist it. You bitch, <laughs> and fuck your husband too, because I'm sure he got a new pair of sneakers and didn't say nothing. It's it's ridiculous, man. I don't know. Yeah, money money will fuck with you. How many times do you see that? You know, uh, it is. <clears throat> It is an odd thing. Greed is an odd thing. Yeah, I, I'm very selfish. I'll tell you that right off top. I think about myself a lot, and that's just from having to do it so much. It's it's in me. Like I'm always going to think about me first. But I can safely say, in my lifetime, I have not stolen anything of like value. You know what I'm saying? I might swipe a pencil from somebody, but I've never taken money from somebody. You know what I mean? It's just not not been in my thing now i shortchanged a lawyer once so i guess maybe that's not a total lie if i'm being honest you know there's that but other than that i really can't think of a time when because i know what money means to people i know what it means to get up and have to go work for that fucking shit and it's hard and i don't want to take 20 bucks from somebody because i know that's probably two hours of their day at least that they had to put in to get that 20 fucking dollars well i i have never ever same as you, I've never been a thief. I, I'd like to think, if I'm sitting here as you're talking, I can't think of anything that I've ever stole other than some food once. Um, I don't consider food stealing. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> Let's go on. I don't know. This this was stealing. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is I don't consider food stealing. Like, if you're if you're getting food because you need food, that's not stealing. That's called surviving. Go on. <laughs> so, so that's interesting, but yeah, yeah we're not going to go down that road. Anyway. Um, Save that one for next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the way I look at it, and I think it's probably the same thing as what you said about the $20, and that's two hours out of somebody's day, is I know that everything that I have has cost me time. Right. And for me to, to decide that it's better for me to go take somebody's whatever because it's easier than me having to work for it, that I just I, – I don't think that I could carry that around with me. Mm-mm. You feel like shit. And I'm the same way. Like I know that I would feel bad. It's basically short shorthanding your neighbor, you know. Like you can't do that. It's bad karma too. That shit will catch up with you. We had somebody break into our house. It'd been quite a while ago, but they stole a bunch of our shit. And fuck that that feeling of being violated is it's like none none other that I I have. Mm. It doesn't feel good. I don't think I've ever really had somebody steal anything that important maybe you know like pills a couple times maybe a bike but nothing like of major just just knowing that there were people that i didn't know in my house going through all my shit and then taking what they deemed worthy uh and then realizing they didn't take anything why do i have so much garbage in my house (laughs) fuck man you didn't even take my tv fuck you I used to say that uh, there was a point where we had this giant projection screen TV. Now, keep in mind, this is less than 10 years ago. This is probably seven, eight years ago. Flat screen TVs are a thing and have been. They're not crazy expensive anymore. I have a 70-inch projection screen TV in my living room. And it's it's funny to me to think, like, if somebody would have broken into my house and seen that, they definitely wouldn't have taken the TV. <laughs> you, you still have that same TV? I don't. I've gotten rid of it. Uh, I stepped my game up. I now. Have how long? Uh, I, I don't how long ago was it you got rid of it? Probably four or five years ago. And somebody took it. Like they took it to their house and put it in like their den or something. It was a great TV, man. It sucked trying to watch HD programming on it. You know, just because technically it is a projection screen TV. But yeah, if you stand next to it, it's like as high as your forehead and as wide as like a fucking coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I would, so that means it's one of those that you actually had to like, if you got the angle off too much, you really couldn't see anything. Uh, if you got too close to it. Yeah. That was the one where if you were like sitting on the floor or something in front of it, it would get a blur, but anywhere else is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You got to turn the lights off. You get the optimal viewing, but it's great for movies. You know, that's not really a thing anymore. Then now we've got these super sharp image TVs and you can see every nook and cranny. And one of the, one of the things that, that sticks with me is I used to have a, I want to say it was probably a fucking 37 inch. Fuck. I don't remember the size. It was a console TV, right? My, my mom had given it to me and then I had it for a while. Um, and then I was going to give it to somebody else. And this was when projection TVs were the thing before flat screens. Right. Right there in that sweet spot. But I decided that I was going to get rid of it. It was heavy and and there was no place to to keep it. And one of the guys that I work with said that he would love to have it. And he said, yeah, this is I can remember this as he's loading it up into his truck he said, this is going to go on the foot of my bed. And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm like, how are you going to put this on the foot of your bed? And he said, I got a bunch of cinder blocks and some wood. I'm going to make a TV stand and put the, this. It was a big console TV. I love it. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm going to get a, a ratchet strap. 
I'm going to tie that son bitch around the bedpost, man. I'm going to hook that fucker up. At, at one point, all of us that grew up, either grew up poor or were poor at one point in our lives, all of us had a good TV sitting on top of a TV that no longer worked. Yes, I know for sure. Uh, I remember it as a kid, the big console wood box TV. Yeah. It's like a smaller uh, with the antenna shit sticking out of the back of it on top of it. With the double knobs, so you can actually get a few more channels, but none of them ever came in. You put a pair of ice grips on the volume thing, so you could turn it up and down. Some boo boo ass TVs. I saw one on the side of the road the other day. It, it made me laugh just thinking about it. Like, damn, bro, you hung in there for a long time. <laughs> Everything is in HD now. Everything is is digital. Like, there's not really. I guess there you can use an antenna for some channels, but everything pretty much now is high def. So if you haven't at least purchased a, a flat screen TV, you're really missing out. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And there, and that's the the shitty thing is that there's so much garbage on there. You're not really missing out on anything. That's true. If if, if you were to get rid of your TV and and just get used to not having that that noise, just think about how much more productive you would be. I, and I'm really just speaking to myself. I have no idea how much TV you watch. I just know that it. it <laughs> I don't get to watch very much. I try at night. We watch some Netflix. I watched a show uh, last night called The Last Laugh. I would highly recommend it. It's about uh, Holocaust jokes. And it's basically, there's Holocaust survivors and different big comedians throughout that are talking about like where to draw the line. When is uh, too soon? You know, shit like that. Gilbert Gottfried, Mel Brooks. It's basically about... Uh, Hitler jokes and Holocaust jokes. And that's on Netflix? It is. It's called The Last Laugh. Yeah, I will be watching that. The The cover has a picture. It looks like of Hitler's face next to Charlie Chaplin's face. And it just talks some crazy shit about how some of those Jews were in the camps and they would mock the guards and shit. That's like how they, like they were all going to die and they knew that. So... They would like sit around and talk about like we're gonna have a party and we're gonna make all this cool this crazy food, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, what are you gonna bring to the fucking party?" And he'd be like, "I'm gonna bring green bean casserole," and they'd be like, "Oh cool, I'm gonna bring this other thing." And then you say, "Well, how do you make yours?" Well, I make it with this. Well, fuck you. That's not the way you make that shit. They, this is Holocaust survivors talking about sitting in a room, listening to people imagine about making food. To keep from fucking going crazy, knowing that they're gonna die any day now. And they said that was funny. And at the end of the thing, they would say things like, "Now you know this isn't gonna happen." But I would say that if you were gonna make green bean casserole with mushrooms, you're a fucking cocksucker. So there, <laughs> that's comedy in tragedy. It's crazy, man. It was a great show. I highly recommend it. You ever seen Happy Gilmore? Absolutely. All right, you remember the scene with the limo pulling up and Happy Gilmore looks and says, wow, it must be Burt Reynolds or something. Yes. All right. So I put a tweet out there the day that Burt Reynolds died. <laughs> and yeah. I, th- I thought it was fucking brilliant. It was hilarious. Uh, I think you nailed it. It was great. <laughs> so those of you that don't know, all it was was a picture of a hearse. And then I put in quotes, wow, must be Burt Reynolds or something. Happy Gilmore. Because there's a big congregation of people at a funeral, like graveside service funeral. 
what I don't understand is how Twitter works. Right. Because I, I, I think that that tweet only got like one like. It was me. It, <laughs> <laughs> and one retweet. That was also you. The It surprised me, I guess. Because I feel like if Anthony Jeselnik put that out there, right, it would just go it would go crazy. Well, you know, the so, problem with that is uh you are in fact not Anthony Jeselnik. Well, <laughs> that's no probably shit, the, you that's fuck. probably the biggest problem. I hate to be that way, but that's <laughs> Uh, it sucks the really good ones, doesn't it? Have you had a few that just made you chuckle and you're like, why is nobody getting this joke? This is yeah. a beautiful so joke. The, the only comment that I got on that was, so first off, I am not comparing myself to Anthony Jeselnik. No, but, but it was but what sniper level. Uh, I think I put one yesterday that some people were bitching about too, about the whole, we'll get into that for a second. But yeah, when you have a solid joke and it may be dark, but you know that it's good. And then it goes nowhere. <laughs> it's depressing. Like, but then you? then you get some girl on there that's just showing her tits and says whatever fucking Starbucks pumpkin spice latte cheeseburgers. And it and it's like eighty thousand fucking ding, likes ding, ding, ding. and Yeah. <laughs> the problem is is we're both just generic fat white dudes <laughs> and there's we're not gonna get views from our tits. So, I think we we have to. I like to use buzzwords. That's my favorite. Like you have to figure out a way to get your shit out in front of people, and I haven't really mastered it by any means. But I think it's a lot of hashtags, and a lot of those follow Fridays, and you got to try to get as many people to do that as you can. But and 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 I would ask anybody that listens to me and interacts with me on Twitter, please don't put me in a follow Friday. You love yeah. follow Friday. You just go thanks. And then move on. <laughs> <laughs> now, so what you don't see is I I hit the like, I say thanks, and then I say mute this conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's actually a good move. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like the whole thing is is a funny rat race, but it's necessary, I guess. But you know as well as I do, just you know retweets and likes doesn't account to listens. So I've definitely learned that you got to get your stats up, and I guess that's the famous people can do it a lot easier. It's it's more of a, a labor of love for us because we're not getting paid to do it. <laughs> you know, some of so I, I I have resigned myself to the fact that we are going to be a I would call us a high level indie or maybe mid high level indie podcast where we get decent numbers. I think. Uh, as compared to what I see and hear, but we we are never going to go any bigger than what we are, right? And and I'm okay with it. I I have definitely backed off on checking my stats and and re or sending out eight or ten tweets for every day for each new episode. I I just tweet once, make it a pin tweet, and then maybe twice during the week. Me too. I, I'm okay with I'm okay with where we're at. I'm tired of wasting my brain power and my time and trying to push a show that just two jack offs talking about <laughs> black people. <laughs> no, I get I'm right there with you, man. Like that's I think you guys are only a, a few months ahead of me, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm I'm kinda at the same point. Like I've got my little core of people that I'll post and pin and 
say hey here's a thing share it if you want to and then the rest of the week it's maybe once here once there you know i'm not gonna die if i don't get listens i know that i'm gonna get kind of my base number and that makes me happy that lets me know that enough people heard it to keep on doing it (laughs) but it feels real good when you get one of those ones it's like three or four times the normal and you're like shit <laughs> yeah it turns it, it out was, uh i can generate some people's if uh if i really get in there whatever i did different for that early early on i would say it was probably three or four months in you know we were relatively low as far as our numbers mm-hmm. and we had we got an article written about us it was an online article or whatever but it was it, it in the article it had a link to our most recent episode and you know that that shot us way up really fast, and it, it was an article about using dark humor, uh, in a dark, using dark humor in a positive way. Right. And of course that that helped us out, um, but really it, it's been steady growth, but very very slow steady growth since then. I mean, growth is growth. You know, that's the way I look at it. That's I wanted to be fucking famous and touring by now. I, yeah, <laughs> I think the pool got a little big. That's the problem. But isn't it crazy? Everybody's reposting these things now that talk about. Um, I don't know if there's something happened recently, some podcast expo or statistics, or whatever. But now they're talking about how out of five hundred thousand podcasts, uh, you know, this much percent hasn't put out this. That was a terrible sentence. This many people haven't put out shows in the last year. Like a percentage of those people, that's just I, like they do seven I, and they're out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I I think I read that same thing, and if I remember right, it was something, some like eighty percent of the podcasts that are on iTunes haven't put out a new episode in twelve months. Yeah, something like that. Twenty seven percent are wrestling podcasts that haven't done shows in the last six months. I think they need to trim the fucking numbers because that 500,000 is a little daunting when they say that. There are half a million podcasts. It's like, well, fuck, man. This is going to be hard to navigate if you put us all in one big pond. But I think if you uh, cut that number back to at least 400,000, like, make it a little better. Shit, man. So I don't... And and I got this from from a lot of conversations I've had with Dave from The Unwritable Rant. I... I don't talk about our numbers, but it's for a different reason than what you would think. Yeah. If I if I was to tell you on your show what our numbers are, and if the number is too low, then it's not going to drive anybody because they're going to say, "Well, if if only six people are listening to them, uh, it's not even worth checking out." Right. If if the number's too high. Then you're going to have a whole group of other podcasts that are pissed off or jealous right. because numbers are so important to us. So it's it's just best not to share what your numbers are. It's like your paycheck. <laughs> You'll go around telling people what you get paid. Sometimes people might ask you, and I've, I've told a few people. I'm just, I, I don't really gauge it off that because, like I said, now I'm wondering – how much of it is legit because if you go to your stats like your map and you look at where like indonesia and uh some of those downloads that you get and you're like all right uh i don't know anybody from uh this country 
this is probably bullshit. You don't ever get that. Have you ever done that? Like checked your map to see and you see like, oh, oh cool. Oh. People in Turkey listen to my shit. But you don't have that self-doubt where you're like, people in Turkey probably don't listen to this show. <laughs> when Maybe when we airplane. first started out, you know, I was constantly looking at the stats every every 15 minutes throughout my work day. I was checking the uh, checking the stats to see how many downloads we got, how much it's went up, and all that. And early on, I I went on this rant. I was yelling about a a singer, Jasmine Kane, uh, who uh, we had played her music, and then she didn't retweet the episode. And th- that it had been a running running gimmick in the show for months. Uh, me calling her a cunt because she didn't come through on her end of the deal. And and one of the things that I did in my rant is I said, we have a huge following in Slovakia. Do you understand what that means, you fucking bitch? But now that I realize that it, it was just a bunch of bot downloads. There ain't nobody in fucking Slovakia listening to me and Anthony babble. <laughs> Those are the ones that'll, that'll kind of get you riled up. And it's fun if you want it like, like, my wife doesn't know that. So if she's talking shit and she's like, who listens to your fucking show? I can be like, bitch, let me show you something. And then I throw up the map. But I'm like, I got listeners in Turkey, motherfucker. <laughs> you know who the fuck I am? You obviously don't understand the kind of grip I got in India, Pakistan. I'll send some shit to your mama's house. Do you understand me? Better watch your fucking mouth. I got t-shirts, goddammit. Yeah. That fucking that merch paid for half of your bowling league, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like I enjoy the interaction. It's how I meet new people to invite. But sometimes it gets weird. Like you get to see these ugly uh, news stories that unfold and all. Like yesterday, I went on one because that dude uh, Mac Miller fucking is dead, and I, I said it publicly on my thing and i had a few people give me shit about it but it was like i don't i'm i'm literally saturated with it i don't think i'm i care anymore about these these celebrities that that fucking off themselves now i understand you haven't had your history and i'm very happy that you're still with us uh let me make that very clear but as far as suicide goes whether it's drugs whether it's jumping off a fucking bridge like it takes a special person to do it. I will give you that. But once you're gone, I don't fucking care about you anymore. Like, I really didn't care a lot about you before because I don't know you. So I don't feel any more feelings for you because you decided to take your life. Like, you gave up. That's fine. Some people quit. But it, it's weird to me how people get in these... these what's it called when you're like you're flaunting not flaunting but like this is why you know we need to be better as people and you know da 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 and I knew that dude and it just virtue signaling that's the thing like people will use this now to say some shit about either suicide prevention or drugs or whatever and it's like you don't fucking care I don't fucking care you know I think I'm over it man I think I've seen too much and uh so uh, I, I found out about Mac Miller. I was I was sitting in my living room. My daughter was home for the weekend, you know, for college. So she had just gotten home. Right. And she said, did you see that Mac Miller died? And I was like, God damn it. You know, fuck, man. I I love his music. And then I looked it up and I thought I realized that when she 
I had thought she was talking about Mac Lethal. I didn't even know who the Mac who Mac Miller was, so I could give a fuck. Okay, well that makes me <laughs> that makes me happy because I would generally feel some shit if Mac Lethal died. That dude's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. And then I, I realized who it was, too, and I made another joke, and it was like he was dating Ariana Grande, who now is married to the SNL dude, or engaged, whatever. So it's like this dude had a two-year relationship with like arguably one of the most attractive, petite, like princessy fucking women on TV or that I know of right now. Very, uh, Very sought after in that sense. Two years of his life spent with her. Apparently, they had a very tumultuous relationship. Uh, the shit wasn't good, and they separated. Now she's with this dude, and he's happy, or she's happy. Homeboy's got money. He's funny. Apparently, he's got like a 10-inch cock, so that's cool. And uh, Mac Miller just couldn't take it and decided to get off in them drugs. Do you think it's considered suicide if you kill yourself with heroin? Is that a suicide or is that an overdose? I think it depends. If you knowingly inject, if you inject enough that you know that it's going to end your life, then yeah, it's suicide. But how do you know that though? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. I've never done heroin, so I don't understand like how much you load up at a time. It's no different than people that that grab a handful of sleeping pills, right? I I mean, okay, that's. I'm just. I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't. I think I figured like a spoonful of heroin is what you normally go for (laughs) so like do you have to have two spoonfuls or like i don't know i don't understand how do you know how do you know somebody's trying to get really high or just kill them so yeah i don't know anything about heroin other than uh i've never done it right i know uma thurman snorted some in pulp fiction and then the bitch had a fallout so maybe that's what you do maybe you shove it in your butt like a whole bunch you just pack like a little ball of it and just stick it in there and just wait to fucking <laughs> fall over <laughs> if i do decide to end my life oh. that's not that's not how i'm going to do it it, it isn't i'm not going to have anything shoved up my ass when they find me i promise you uh, you don't know that man <laughs> you, you good point the fucking future i <laughs> uh, i don't know if you're a big fan of like uh stand-up uh, Norm MacDonald has a special that came recently, and he talks about that in his thing, the autoerotic asphyxiation. And he's like, could you imagine how bad you would scar your kid as a father? Like, <laughs> you, it's already hard enough to build the kind of memories that you want to have with the child. And then, you know, the child finally trusts you, you know, and all this shit. And then one day you walk in, and you got your dick in your hand, and you're making this face. And he kind of threw his eyes open really wide and was like oh! he's like that's the last image your kid's gonna see don't do that to your fucking kids <laughs> uh, that's crazy man I don't know It's it seems like a lot of people have died recently for one reason or another self induced you know and I think I've just kind of gotten turned off of it like whatever If you if you decide to quit fine uh i'm not gonna feel i I feel the same way if somebody else dies like of natural causes once you're dead i don't fucking care about you anymore and i hate to be that way but it is what it is like louis ck said it i hate to quote the the fucking the the creep but he said once you're dead you don't matter anymore like he's talking about 
uh, people having last wishes, like your wife on her dying deathbed. Will, we, will you make sure that they do this and make sure? And he's like, yeah, 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 sure. I'm not doing none of that shit. Like, you're dead. <laughs> you don't fucking matter anymore. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I need to do. You know, if it, if it wasn't for our podcast, I I would not spend very much time on social media. Right. Um, but because of our podcast and, you know, Facebook, it to me is nothing. I, I don't really spend any time on there. Uh, but I'm on Twitter quite a bit. And as soon as I get the news that somebody dies, like Burt Reynolds, it's like, God damn it. Yeah. You know, now it's just, it's just going to. Nobody gave a fuck about Burt Reynolds up until the the (laughs) day that he died. And now he's somebody takes uh, the time to draw a picture of the fucking Trans Am jumping into the jumping over the pearly (laughs) gates and shit. It's like, get the fuck out of here. You didn't care. Did you see what they're doing at Florida State? No, they're making Burt Reynolds, Florida State Seminole uh, decals. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Because he was a graduate from Florida State. So they're taking, you know, the Seminole face and they're going to add a little Burt Reynolds mustache probably and maybe like some forehead wrinkles and some black eyebrows. They're going to be like, boom. (laughs) Just, you know, if if there's somebody alive that you appreciate, tell them why they're around to fucking hear it. Yeah. Uh, Don't make it about you. And that's all these people do is is somebody dies and how can I get a like or a share or a retweet or whatever the fuck it is. It's gross, man. It's real. It's really gross. As I made that joke yesterday, I was being dead serious. I was like, well, once you've banged Ariana Grande, like it's pretty much just downhill from there. Right. So, <laughs> Hey, I, I just said something that, that caught my attention. Is it any different of somebody that, that says rest in peace, Burt Reynolds with a picture of smoking the bandit. And I and I just made the comment that they're looking for likes and shares. Is that any different than me saying putting something out there that's obviously trying to be offensive and then bitching about not getting likes and shares? Uh, no, I think it's one and the same, buddy. We're all standing in a room, waving our goddamn arms over our head. God damn it! I just realized I'm as big a piece of shit as everybody else. Absolutely, but it's cool. <laughs> we're all here together, man, and we're gonna get through it. I think. <laughs> Speaking of being a piece of shit, I think my wife and kid have been up for about 20, 30 minutes now. They're probably eating muffins and acting all goofy. So I think I'm going to uh, go join them. Uh, yeah, wrap this shit up. Yeah. So, Doug, please give out your information so that people can find you. Uh, you do the spiel. You know what? Do it. Hey, if you don't mind, actually, I, I wanted to send it to you earlier. Um, if I send you our... Uh, promo, can you drop it in somewhere? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, head over to who's right podcast.com. Um, you kind of got an idea of what I'm like, but uh, whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. Anthony was on the whatever. show too. This, hey, yeah, just but tell him where to go. To, together, we are better than we are separately. <laughs> well, not according <laughs> to today. Apparently, you ate shit, huh? Yesterday. <laughs> no, you can't even stand by that. Don't listen. Fuck it. To any of this shit. Nobody fucking cares. Listen to Married as Fuck. It's a great. Yeah, listen to Randall Fowler, the Vanilla Gorilla. So, do, are, have you listened to the bet? You heard what's going on with him? I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be... Uh. <laughs> real, real quick. Uh, 30 seconds or less. Give me the rundown of the bet. Then I got to get the fuck out of here. 
Uh, smut bet. Basically, there's an upcoming UFC fight. Uh, I'm team Conor McGregor. He's team Khabib Nurmagomedov. It's a UFC fight. Um, if we lose, I have to read smut porn to my mother. And <laughs> if he loses, he has to read it to his sister. Who's actually not a bad looking chick. I'll say that out loud. <laughs> so, um, I think it's going to make for some good audio uh, fun reading. And it's the other person gets to pick it. So, if he loses, I get to pick some erotica porn for him to read on air to his sister. How come not his mother? Uh, because his mother is a little bit older than mine and probably would have a stroke. So we're going to go with sister because I think it makes it just as uncomfortable. My mom is like fixing to turn 50 and she's an old lesbian. You know what I'm saying? So like she's good. She's down for a joke. And if I call her up, she's probably just going to giggle the whole time. That's does the fun she, so part. Does she know that she's involved in this bet? Absolutely. I called her and I said, listen, I may have to call you and read you some smut porn. And she was like, what? And I was like, just, you're going to go with it. I don't even fucking care. We're just going to read it and get it over with, but we're probably not going to have to do it. She was like, okay. And that was it. I always ask permission, Doug. I'm a gentleman. All right, man. Well, it was good talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Come back anytime. We'll we'll sit and have a nice chat, Doug. And uh, good luck with your Sunday. I hope it goes well, buddy. All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye. There we go. Old Doug. I like that dude. Their show is pretty good. I enjoy their uh, their back and forth, and uh, it entertains me. So be sure to check that out. Who's Right podcast. And now, the spiel. Hey, if you enjoyed that, please feel free to leave a five star review, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends' mama about the show. You can get. All of our merchandise at wehavemerch.com. We have hats and aprons and dog tags and all kinds of shit. Uh, Also, if you enjoy fucking, be sure to go to www.spunklube.com. Try out their product. It's wonderful. It feels great. Get some slippery on your dick. And that's it. We're, uh, We're done here. You motherfuckers have a wonderful week, and I'll catch you next time.
drinking beer and working on my car. I like to drink beer and piss in my yard. I like to burp and I like to fart. I like picking up girls when I go to Walmart. I like adjusting my nuts and scratching my ass. I'm proud to be a redneck piece of white trash. I like to dip and I like to spit. I like talking on the phone while I'm taking a shit. I'm proud to be a redneck Motherfucker, you can kiss my ass. Last night I went to bed with a buzz I dreamed I was drinking I woke up and I was I'll be a drunk redneck until the day I'm dead I drink beer with my breakfast and before I go to bed I like to fish and hunt when I'm drunk I like to fuck in the back of my truck You can call me rude and crude and grass but I'm proud to be a redneck piece of white trash I like to dip and I like to spit I like talking on the phone while I'm taking a Motherfucker, you can kiss my ass. Motherfucker, pucker up, motherfucker, pucker up, motherfucker, you can kiss my ass.